Hear the stories of men and women switching hustles and escaping the odds through entrepreneurship after prison. Not only will these stories inspire you, but also unlock business tips for financial freedom. Hey, what's, what's up, up brother? How you doing, man? I'm good. How's everything? Good? Yeah, everything's good, man. Hey, I, I, was, I was wondering what happened to you, man. <laughs> yeah, you know what it is? I was in the highway. Okay. I was in the highway. I had to come, um, I'm, I'm, I'm all the way in um, Pennsylvania. Okay, okay. All right, man. What's good? Yeah, hey, hey, man. Th thanks for coming on, man. Um, yeah, you already know. Yeah, definitely. Hey, thank, thank everybody for coming on Escaping the Odds podcast. We interview formerly incarcerated men, men and women who now successful entrepreneurs such as Tone and I, man. So we just want to really show that inspiration, uh, show the world, man, that we can we can get out, we can do something differently. So um, t talk, talk to us, man. What's going on with your brand? You got a clothing brand called Success Clothing, spelled with a V. Yes. Right. Now, that's different. All right, what, what, what made you do it that way, man? Hey, can you bring the camera down just a little bit? We can see a whole, yep, there you go, yep. Got it? Yep. Yeah, you know, um, um, success comes from a clothing line that I had, I mean, um, it comes from a barbershop that I had called Success. Okay. And then when I, when I began my um, printing shop, you know, I shut down the barbershop and I continued with the name that I had on the barbershop, which was Success Barber. I just continued it with the printing shop and I named it Success um, Prints. You know what okay. I mean? And when I found myself doing a lot of printing for a lot of um, clothing lines you know, and I started my own clothing line, what better than, than, than do a line called Success that represents your success? Yeah, no, definitely, man. And so that success came legitimate too, but also you were in the streets for a while, right? Going yes, back to, to the early eighties, man, nineties, things of that nature, man. So early eighties, early eighties. Early eighties. Okay. Eighty four. So let, let's kinda go back a little bit, man, and talk about that that whole transition from a life of crime, incarceration to like what where you at right now? Like like what where did that mindset shift at? Well, you know, I lost my mom's at the age of fourteen. Okay. When I lost when I lost her you know, things change now, you know, like you no longer have that mother, that, that mother figure, you know, to, um, to be there for you and support you and raise you and guide you. So when my mom passed away, the, the streets had, had to raise me, you know what I mean? I had to learn the hard way, you know, the survival because, you know, now, you know, the person that you once looked up to and, and, and depended on is no longer around. Right. So, um, so because of that, you know, it introduced me to the streets and in the eighties, Early 80s, you know, the streets was live, you know. That's when Scarface just dropped in the movie theaters. And, right. um, and, um, and um, you know, it was about the survival of the fittest. You feel me? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so you eventually paid the consequences for that, though, right? You ended up going to federal prison? Yeah, and that was later in my bit. Like, in 97, okay. I got caught up and shit. That was, okay. after, you know, like, I'm originally from Spanish Harlem. And in okay. Spanish Harlem, you know, I was doing my thing to, like, 91. And after 91, I went over to the Bronx and shit, and I do what I did until yeah. I got back in 97. And, you know, I had to pay for the crimes that, you know, I had to pay for the for the, for the the easy living that I lived, you know, for that whole time. You know, like, right. I'm a true believer that what comes easy, you know, goes fast at the same time. You feel me? Yeah, no, definitely, man. Definitely, no doubt about that. So when you were incarcerated, did you know when you came home that, I mean, you always been an entrepreneur, right? So oh, when you came, when you right. right exactly. So when you came home, or before you came home, did you already have a plan and in, in, in motion already? Like, okay, when I come home, I'm going to do this clothing brand, or I'm open up this barber shop and things of that nature. Like, like what were some of those plans like for you? 
you see when you when you're incarcerated you know all you got is time and right. then you learn to appreciate life more because you say to yourself damn you know i was in prison earning seven dollars a month either right. working in facilities or working in the in, in, in the mess hall or right. working you know in in the in the unit you know you you see yourself you catch yourself having to wake up in the morning going to work in prison and and, and earning you know like when when I went to prison, I lost everything. Like I left behind like a quarter of a million dollars to the shorty that I was with at the time. All yeah. I asked her was to hold me down with commissary, and that shit went out the window. So wow. I was living off, I was living off the land. When you live off right. the land, you know you gotta you gotta you gotta really work, and you gotta you gotta put in that work and, and, exactly. and, and find a hustle and and do what you can. You know what I mean? So when I went to prison, I regulated I, I regulated the the the. The Hallmark, Hallmark cards that you know, the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. what no, they give out, yeah, yeah what they give yeah. out like for Thanksgiving, Christmas, yeah. um, birthdays. So what right. I did was I broke into the chapel and I stole all the boxes, so niggas had to come see me. So right. I was charging like <laughs> I was charging like a a macaroon, or I was charging right. a stamp for 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 cards, and that was my survival in prison. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know until I went home. But you know when you in jail and you got nothing but time. You have to come up with a plan because, yeah. of, of, of course, you know, it's in our nature. The hustle yeah. is in our nature and the hustle, you know, like to dip and dab and shit. You know what I mean? Right. You're always going to dip and dab and, and, and make moves and try to. But, you know, eventually that there's going to be a time that 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 they on you and they know you home and they know you up to no good and shit. You feel me? Yeah, so no, with, with that being said, you know, I, I just I just had to, you know, think about it. A nigga like myself at the age of 50 to do another 10 years or 15 years. That's a that's life like sentence. A nice sentence. Exactly. You know, and us Spanish niggas don't last 65 or 70, 70 years old before we drop dead behind some disease, diabetes, you know, or fucking asthma or, right. or some crazy, crazy nature. So right. if you don't discipline yourself to, 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 to change that form of hustle into positive shit to where you sell, whether it's groceries, foods, clothing, whether it's sneakers, whether you go to, um, to 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 the outlets and buy Timberlands and resell them for like right. a dollar two dollar profit. You know, as long as the margin is there, just switch the whole fucking the whole fucking hustle. Oh, you know exactly. Mean? And that's what I like to say, man. Switch hustles, man. And so you came home, you switched hustles, right? Um, hopped into the t-shirt. I mean, uh, the whole garment industry, whatever. Right? Like, how how did you end up learning about, about that? Was it like through trial and error? Because yeah, remember, you know, I, we, in we, the we, beginning, you do. In the beginning, you do what everybody do. They go buy a T-shirt, print on it. You got a clothing line, do the hat. Right, yeah. Do embroidery. You know what yeah. I mean? But as I, I've been seven, eight years into the game already, so you mature and you grow and you learn. And, yeah. you, and you see what it is. Mind you, the clothing industry is a billion-dollar industry. So you're right. never going to, you never, like, if I come out with one design, one design, you will have to print so much and, and, and manufacture so much. So, from small to 5X to cater to basically a community. So yeah. when you're running on a small budget, you know, it's hard a little bit, you know what I mean? Because right. you got to make sure that whatever you invest, that you flip it. Most of the times right. when you start, you're giving majority of shit out because you're building a brand. So you want people to see right. it, know it. You know right. what I mean? In the, in the beginning, I took L's because I was just giving it away because I was building the brand. I wanted everybody to see it. Now exactly. I'm on some other shit. Now I'm on like, I'm good with just, you know, I don't want everybody wearing my product because I want us to be relevant. I want to be popping. So exactly people, right. people see it, but 
but they don't know uh, where really, really where to get it and purchase it. You know what I mean? And, and that's and, and that, from everybody else. You know and, what I mean? And that's all, that's one thing I wanted to touch on because you had a unique way that you distribute the product, right? Like you instead of putting them in stores or even selling them online, I know you said right now you're working on your website again. Yeah. What, yeah, I'm, what, I'm what, working on I'm working on the website because um right. you know, I'm 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 like I'm OCD when it comes to the building the brand and all that. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, no doubt. So so building the brand building the brand is it, 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 it is important, and by building right. the brand is by separating. You know, um, damn, I hate to be biased because I come from the gutter and I come from the streets and I know what it is. But um, separate the the successful from the non-successful people and the lazy people. You know what I mean? So what separates me from everybody else is kind of like raising my prices on my garment. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't even, I, I'm not even mad whether I stay stuck with my garment. You know what I mean? Because I want really people that are successful and work hard for their money to purchase my right. product. You feel know I me? Mean? Uh, and and another, another way that people kind of differentiate themselves with their brand is how they distribute it, right? And one way that you distribute is that you provide wholesale pricing opposed to going to the store you sell them to the guys in the different neighborhoods. So, so why is it that you do that? Because I, I mean, that, that's almost like a street approach. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it's almost like a street approach, pretty much, where you giving, you giving your um your product away to guys on the street so they can kind of make them some money. So, what made you kind of come up with that concept to do it that way? Because the niggas that I fuck with are street niggas that are liable and they cre credible, you know, and they good and and they good in nature and they and they and they more like me entrepreneurs in their own ways so okay. you see the, the, everybody runs to stores and then the margin is, is not not too great when you give it to a store the margin is, is slim because what happens right. is when you when you when you wholesale to a store you have to give it to them at a price to where even if they decide to go 50 percent sale on your product they have to make a profit off that 50 percent you know right so the margin is not really but dealing with my man's giving them my product it's like giving them a pack of drugs. You feel me? It's like, yo, here, you got fucking like a 50 pack. And out of this 50 pack, you should make a nice profit. You know what I mean? And right. Come see me when you're done. And they and then they move it. You know what I mean? Because right. they see they see nothing but successful people wearing it. They see, you know, yeah. OGs wearing it. They see people, you know, with a hustle wearing mm -hmm. it. So people want to wear it and they just can't get it anywhere. Right. You know, so it's, it's also like Jim Jones with that Jim Jones fucking with the vampire life. It was everywhere, and people had access to it. That I should wind up in former mills in a department store. I won't want so my. Why? Why? Why is that? Why do you think that happened? Because it was everywhere. It was everywhere. They flooded stores. They flooded streets, and they they didn't sell. They didn't sell. They, to me, they flooded more stores than than what they marketed and promoted. So that kind of okay. like fucked them up a little bit. So what happens is when a when a when a certain style they don't sell, mm -hmm. and we're moving on to like the next which is fall, winter, or spring, whatever, that shit got to go to these department stores so that they can sell for cheap. Right. So now okay. you're buying Vampire Life, which is Jim Jones shit, for like $5, $10 a T-shirt, when he was yeah. trying to sell it for $30, $40 a T-shirt. Right. I, I, noticed, I noticed also that one way that you promote and market your brand success is through, like, celebrities, right? Yes, uh, mostly we, that we, I know. Right, okay. And so you yeah. so you built a pretty much a relationship with them already before they became famous. So it's kind of easy for you to reach out to them. And, a lot, and a lot easy. A lot okay. easy. What happens is, you know, I have um I have more than five celebrity friends that I knew before they were who they are today. And what happens right. is that when they wear it, 
their celebrity friends ask like, yo, where'd you get that from? You know, right. and like, oh, that's my man, uh-uh, and they want, and then just like right. a chain reaction. Let me, let me ask you this, right? For somebody that may not have the connection that you may have as far as like two got celebrity friends, but they got a product, and they got a yeah. product they feel that XYZ may want to way more may want to endorse how would you how would you encourage them how would you tell them to kind of like reach out to those kind of kind of people that have them rock well, their product well you know it's funny because now we 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 in an era of social media and you have it in the palm of your hand you know it's as easy as dming direct messaging or emailing an artist just like if you used to book them you know be like you listen you know um i got a product um send me a p.o box you know, I want to ship you a a, a, a care package and, and support of what I'm trying to do. You see, these artists, they want everything for free. They don't mind, you know, sending a P.O. box to where you, exactly. you could send them something. So it's easier now than before we had all this, before it was a little rougher, before, yeah. you know, they, they will have to know you or, 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 or you know, or, or, or be affiliated with you in order to support you. Now, exactly. you know, they'll, they'll take it just because, you know, you got this, you know, social media shit, and they want shit for free. Even if they don't wear it out to venues, but they'll wear it around their house. Somebody wind up taking a picture. You see it, you repost it, and it's over. Exactly right. And so, 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 what are some of the other ways that you are uh, that you promote the marketing brand? You know, I'm more me personally. I'm more yeah. old school. I, I do the okay. I do the, the 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 stickers, the five by five. I do okay, um, yeah. flyers. Yeah, you know, street team. Yeah, I, yeah, I do, and and not even street team because you know um, when I first started, I had a street team crazy as fuck. But you know, um, they're opportunists, so I'd rather just move on my own because I'm everywhere anyway. You know, right. so even if I dump a flyer in a Chinese restaurant, you know, like anywhere, you know, because yeah. wherever they see that VE or they see that success, they know yeah. it's a clothing line. They know, like, oh, these niggas even in the bathroom or fuck, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You know, Hey, so 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 going forward, pretty much. So how how do you plan on kind of continue to grow their brand? Cause you've been doing it for eight years now. Yeah, for um, eight years now. Well, right do you now, ever, do you ever think you want to get inside the stores? I know you say you're building the website, but like, or you just want to kind of keep it more like a um, kind of hard to get kind of a brand. I'm more on that one until I negotiate a licensing deal with someone that's doing at least ten, sixty million a year. Okay, hey, let me ask you, let's talk about that for a minute, right? Because I think that a lot of people may not know about a licensing deal with, with clothing brands. Um, what people may not know is that Rock Nation actually uh, sold their brand to a company called Iconics. And Iconics, Iconics brand pretty much, they own a lot of different clothing brands and uh, pretty much licensing, like do licensing deals. So yeah, the talk. licensing deal ranges from 3 to 6%. So okay. if, I, if I license my product, my clothing line to a company that's doing the say generate 16 million a year at three or six percent i'm good those are getting paid right I, I i didn't mean to say rock nation i meant rockwell rockwell uh, yeah yeah rockwell hey so so three three to three to six percent like what, what what kind of deal does that look like though like overall like how, how does that deal pan out like how do you even reach out to somebody like that you got to be buzzing already or those 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 opportunity knock when you hustle and you promote yourself and, and, and you're the buzz and people's talking about you, um, that's when opportunity knocks. They're, you know, like a social media, you got your email, you have your, your, your direct message, and they personally reach out to you and be like, yo, we're interested. Can we sit down and talk and negotiate on a licensing deal? Right. And that's when you negotiate that. You know, and they range between 3 to 6% on the licensing. So, right. so 
if I was to if I was to um strike um on a licensing deal, I would rather lean to a more towards like four to six percent. And if I do so, um with a clothing line or uh, with a with a company that's already generating between sixteen million to twenty million a year, I'm I'm good. Those are getting paid. Hey, let me let me ask you this, right? So with a licensing deal, you still have creative control of the actual product or no. do they kinda do every they, they do everything. They do everything. Yeah, okay. you license you license your product to them and they handle all manufacturers and all sales. You okay. Know, well what's guaranteed to you is every quarter, every three months, they cut that check. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. So that could work out for some people, right? They kinda want a hands off approach and just kinda the only, want to the only, it's the only thing that'll work unless you have a budget that you can handle and manufacture your own shit, which we don't. So you're not the right. Tommy Hill figures, you're not the Ralph Lorenz, you're not yeah. you know you're not those type of people to manufacture and handle your own situation. Right. That's that's when the licensing deal comes in when you don't have the budget to expand your your yeah. empire. Let me ask you this, man. What's what what's the benefits of working with some like a manufacturer overseas as a small guy, like ordering your inventory from them? Because I know you gotta have a minimum. You gotta have a minimum of five thousand dollars to even to even talk to them niggas overseas. Because most of their money is in bulk, you know, and that's how they make their money. So you get the long, you get the low end of, of the of the uh, uh, of pricing through a bulk, a container of minimum ten thousand pieces. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's you know, so that's why for these upcoming um, clothing lines, they gotta continue doing the little city lab, rich cottons, taking all the tags and putting in their own tags. You know, right. until until they get that money up. And, and, and deal with the overseas. You see me, I'm already on the second stage dealing okay. with overseas. Okay, perfect, perfect. So, so and that, it's better that, that way. I submit, so that, I submit my designs, and they do what they do. You know, I get it shipped in through my containers, and, and it's nothing for success from that point on. You know what I mean? Right. So, some people may say, "Man, that take a long time for for the container to come in." So, thirty-one days. Thirty-one days. Okay. So. So basically, you gotta have everything aligned ahead of time because, like, when the fall season's coming, you kind of, kind of be working way ahead of time so you don't kind of fall yeah, behind. Yeah, so in the summer you already placing order for the winter, and the winter drops, you already placing order for the summer and spring. Okay, so 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 right now you're pretty much working on your winter stuff or working yeah, on winter, winter stuff, stuff is on its way now. Okay, gotcha, I gotcha. And, and what kind of merchandise you have? You got shirts. I have, I have, I have, um, I have coats, goose downs. You oh yeah. You know you know how North Face got North yeah. Face? I have yeah. boots down, success coats. Okay. I got success coats. I got hoodies. I got sweatshirts. I got some um, thermal, you know, okay. coming out for the for the winter. Okay. And, and, of, and of course, those prices are, are much my better coats, over there. Because... Um, my clothes range between 200 and 500. Oh, for, for the reach, retail price, right? Retail. Okay. And you, and you come up with your own designs or you got a team to kind of work with you? I have my own designs. I create my okay. own designs, or I'll deal with interns and and, and 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 pick out one or two designs so that they can get school um credit through school. Okay, that okay, cool, cool. That that's definitely a good way to kind of to kind of get some free labor, if you will. Facts. So, so so pretty much, you just reach out to the school, maybe the fashion design department, and say, why you? Hey. Okay, and just say, hey, I'm looking for some students. I got a company, and that's how it pretty much works. Yep, and they get credit. They get credit. They get they, they get the you know scoring through their schooling. You know, it cost me not. A, it don't cost me a dollar. They get credits. Oh man, that's dope, man. 
I, I, I think you put a lot of people up on some stuff right there, man. For real, definitely, man. A lot of, a lot you, of most of it. It don't hurt to reach to reach out to the schools. The school yeah. development, the development company in these fashion schools, they want the entrepreneur to email them and reach out to them. Okay, because oftentimes, oftentimes, man, the hardest thing to find is the labor, like to find a designer or something. And then if you do find one, it's like you got to find somebody that's passionate about what they're doing. So the best way to do that is to reach out to somebody who's going to school for it already. They got a love for it, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and that, and, and they, and they don't mind working for free because it becomes in their resume. Exactly, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I designed for Success Clothing NYC, and you know, and that's that's more. Not only do they get the credits, but they also got the reputation of designing for six. They're gonna brag about that all day. So you're exactly. not paying them, but they're gonna take your brand and run with it. Like, yo, I'm a yeah. designer for Success Clothing. Exactly. And I can't yeah. say no because they are. Right. Hey, and, and so so how do how would you want people to to identify your brand when they think of success? Like, like, why are they why are they rocking your clothes? You know what I mean? Like, why are they rocking your brand? Or what what do you want them to perceive it as? Well, you know, when people that rock my clothes, eventually they got to be successful. You know what right. I mean? And and success is a major, it, it is a big key to 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 my branding and my and my clothing. Like, like, that's the key to everything. So it, that would be my answer to all your questions: success, 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 okay. success, and successful. You know what I mean? So if you rep the brand, if you want, not only that, but my brand represents quality also because, you know, mm. the texture, you know, like yeah. the texture, the fit it. Right. You know, like, don't be scared to throw my, my T-shirt in the washing machine because it's right. not going to shrink. You know <laughs> what I mean? shrink up. Right. right. It won't shrink up. You know what I mean? So that that all that has to do with, 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 with success as far as being successful in, in, in fabric, quality. Quality, you know, everything. And performance. Hey, so, so basically... What kind? Of, if I wanted to start a t a t shirt brand, because most people start off with a t shirt brand, because it's it's pretty easy to do that, right? Like, yeah. what 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 kind of quality of shirt should I be looking at? Because man, you got thousands of different brands yeah. out there. Uh, cotton blends and you got, like, you got 180, 200, 215, 220, You know, GGs. You know, on a on a t shirt, you got um dry fit. You got one hundred percent cotton. You got eighty twenty. You know, um, I. The individual that that has the brand knows what was good for the you know for for the consumer. So right. I can I kind of like I kind of like promote my clothing the way I like my textures. Me personally, for my skin, right. you know, again, it's being a little biased because I gotta cater to all. But I know what was good quality. I know right. that if I buy a piece of garment and I put it in the washing machine, it's gonna last me several years. Exactly, yeah. Cause hey, nowadays sometimes, man, you get stuff, man, it shrinks up, you know. Yeah. And um, so so definitely the quality, quality is key on that, man. No, and so what, it has to be. So uh, what's far as the margins, man? What should I be looking at on the margins if I want to open up a clothing brand? Should I be looking like at a hundred percent, two hundred percent, three hundred percent? Like what's what's pretty much the industry standards? Three hundred percent. Three hundred. Okay. I would so, say minimum three hundred percent. Because what I'm telling you is this: when you deal with um, when you deal with um, these um, retailers, you have to have a margin enough to where you could give it to them. That again, like even if they go sell it at fifty percent off on a sale, you have room. You know what I mean? For for you to make money. Okay. Yeah. No. I def that makes a whole lot of sense, man. So what, yeah. what's 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 next for success, bro? What's next for success? Um, I plan on doing a fashion show 
um, in, in the coming months, maybe by hopefully by next year, you know, after this whole COVID shit settles yeah. down, I plan to do because I've done four fashion shows since since I've been around in seven years, eight years. Okay. I've done four fashion shows in the Garment District, uh, okay. in, in Midtown Manhattan, in um, the Bronx Bronx um, Museum. You okay. know what I mean? So I've, I've, I've done that. You know, yeah. and, and, I, and I like to do the little fashion shows just to keep people in tune of what I got coming up, you know, exactly. in the future. So that's my goal, to come up with this um, fashion show and also to keep creating, you know, product to where people feel successful. Right, exactly. Hey, so was it, uh, was it a, a huge task to take on to do a, to do a fashion show? Because when I think of fashion show, I'm thinking more not even pretty much urban brand or brand uh, built by someone that comes from where we come from. You know what I mean? I'm thinking more like couture, things that nature, right? So, so how, so how was you able to pull that off, bro? I don't even know. I just, I just <laughs> did it. I, right. I'll be honest with you. I didn't even know how I pulled it off, but I pulled it off. I know that, um, you know, my industry friends brought me some white, white chicks, Asian right. chicks, right. You know, Hispanic <laughs> chicks. You right. know, I, I had maybe like 30, 40 um, um, people walking the walk. And um and um I had like a thousand chairs and um okay. I, I just pulled it off. Okay. So so pretty much a fashion show, you're not really there to kind of make money from the show or are you or are you just pretty much there to present your brand? I'm there to present my brand, but the hustle in you comes out too. So exactly. now I invest, <laughs> I invest five thousand dollars in liquor, wind up selling yeah. liquor, I, right. I, I I invest like a thousand dollars in food, rice and beans, right. you know, steak, fucking penny. Gandule and all that shit, you know, and I start right. hustling plates, you know, for $10. So, you know, of right. course, you know, I do my fashion show, you know, people um, will donate the venues for me and I'll just fucking kind of like walk out of there with like ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 in the end of the day. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and that's all right, man. Definitely, definitely for doing something that you passionate about doing anyway. I pay you my know? models two fifty a day. Oh, yeah, that, that that's definitely, that's all right, man. So, hey, so what would you tell the cat? Men or women that's coming home from prison, man, they got an idea. Because as you both, you and I both know, you and them, man, we got a million ideas, right? Yeah, so, you know, when you're in there, when you're in there, I recommend, oh, 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 let's just talk about halfway house. Because we can't speak for those who are in there. And, we're, and we definitely ain't, ain't, ain't making plans for those who plan to go inside. But right. if you're in the halfway house and you're tuned in or, or you're going to hear about this, it's important that you set a goals and you set a plan and you set and you set a a, a map on 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 what you want to do, you know, when you come home. Um, it, it could be any. It don't have to necessarily be um garment or clothing. It could it could be if you if you caught a skill in prison and you learn how to weld, or you caught a skill um how to put up sheetrock or, or or lay bricks, or you know, uh, on the construction field or or technology. Or if you go with the with the laptop, you know, right. create something that 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 could you know bring you revenue without depending on the the the. What I'm trying to find the best um, answer to this. When someone works a nine to five, we get comfortable with that and wind up living check by check. Exactly right. Call the rat race. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a fan of that. You know, right. I like expensive stuff. I like. I like to have more than than the average. So, right. so when you find yourself working a nine to five and only finding yourself living check by check, that's not successful. Right. Because at the same time, you, you trading you trading the time for money. 
and it's only one. It's only it's only one of you, so you can only work so many hours. Yeah, and life life is too short, bro. Yeah, so, no, definitely. So what I recommend old everybody is to just they just gotta find their niche. They gotta find their hustle and make it right. Happen. Yeah, no, definitely. And at the end of the day, man, it's, it's it's all in us. You know what I mean? And oftentimes, like you and I, you know, we were already hustlers on the streets, and then we we just switched hustles to find a new product, right? I know when I, when I when I, when I was initially talking to you, man, when what struck out to me, man, is how you distributed your product and how we talked about branding, you know what I mean, samples and things of that nature. It's it's the it's a different product, but it's almost the same rules. You know what I mean? It's like you're getting you're getting your product out there to the people and you want a quality product, right? Margins, everything, all that stuff is the same. We just talking about something different. And so we can just learn how to switch that energy to something positive, we'd be good. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, you know what I mean, and um, and I want to shout out my um, Pistol Pete, KAR, you know, yeah. for allowing me also to give me the platform not only to inform, you know, the incarcerated and the people who's home that's been incarcerated, but also to give shed light that um, Pistol Pete is a good example. He yeah. found his niche. His yeah. niche is to be a, a a radio personality person interviewing people. Who would think Pistol Pete, a nigga that bang out on people in prison, who would think? That he would wanna, you know, do a podcast and and and, and, and do a reform to where yeah. people, you know, could change their lives. You feel me? Yeah. You see, so that's that's a good example with Pistol P. Where, where Pistol P. He chose to do the radio personality yeah. thing, which I also did too at one time. Right. At the same time that I was doing my success clothing, I also um um had the recording studio. I had the 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 podcast. But I was right. also promoting my clothing line using that platform to be like all shows on my, on my on my on my um radio station was sponsored by Success Clothing. Exactly right. So again, man, le le learning how to integrate all those different brands together for one common cause. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's the goal. That's the goal. And you yeah. know, um, um, if you if you notice, one of my followers here. That logged in, uh, Lonnie Bryan, Florence, yeah. he has the South unlocked for me right now. You know, I ship him products. He, right. He's one that invests in himself. So that's why it's important that I tell you, you know, guys like Brian, he, he's an entrepreneur. He has, he has a construction company where he builds houses from the ground up and right. he paints and he built She Rock and he also took it upon himself to invest in me, invest in success, like drugs, like the streets. You know, Yo, let me get a pack. Thing. Right. You know what I mean? Let me get a yeah. pack. I send right. him a bundle of clothes, and he do what he do. You exactly. know what I mean? And he got the South on lock. <laughs> right, you know I mean? right. ATL, Jacksonville, fucking yeah. South Carolina, North Carolina, Miami. You feel me? Yeah. So that's that's what it is. It's about expanding. Shout out to Henny New York, my man, Chef Easy, on no the live. man. Yeah, de hey man, definitely, bro. Hey man, and hey, you definitely a success story, man. I know when, when I first seen, I, I seen you on the Pistol Pete joint, right? So I'm like, man, I gotta, I definitely gotta get his story, man. I'm always inspired by dudes that come home, man, and, and switch hustle and do something, man, like really, really positive for the community, man, just like really doing their thing. Because oftentimes we only hear about men and women that come home. So thank you, man. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hey, what, what can they find your clothing at, man? I know you don't really sell in the stores and stuff like that, so. How can they hit you up and get at you? At Success Clothing NYC with the V, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, um, L, um, Brian Flooring. Like, oh. once you once you log into Success Clothing NYC, you'll okay. find out all the outlets, you know what I mean? Okay, definitely. 
Hey, shout, hey, shout out, shout out, shout out to everybody that's been watching, man. Escaping the Odds podcast. Uh, we can be found on on Instagram. We can be listened to on uh, Facebook, to uh, Spotify, Apple, the YouTube channel, EscapingTheOdds.com, where we bring you stories of uh, men and women who's come home from prison, successful entrepreneurs now. And uh, shout out to my man, Tom Success, man. We appreciate you coming on. And uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. Change the narrative. I want, that, I want to thank you for having me and giving no me the opportunity, you know what I mean, to share my experiences on your platform. No doubt, man. Thank you, man. For anybody else who's watching, man, maybe you got uh, some more success stories you would like to see seen on Escaping the Odds podcast. DM me, shoot out to me, man, and we can definitely get them on. Thank you all for tuning in. We signing off, bro. Thank you. Still, brother. All right, peace. Escaping the Odds podcast is a movement of freedom in the physical and financial sense. We highlight people who bounce back from prison by switching hustles and a mindset. See, business has always been a part of my DNA. I just went about it the wrong way, which sent me to federal prison for nine years. I'm bringing out dope stories of triumph that's meant to inspire and educate to take you to the next level. And no matter where we come from, or come from under, we can set ourselves free and escape the odds. What's up, y'all? Thank y'all for tuning in to Escaping the Odds. I'm your host, Aaron Smith. We got some dope stories for y'all today. Formerly incarcerated men and women who are now entrepreneurs. Let's get it. <laughs>